What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Remember Country Music Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Kyle Corbus, and I'm really excited. I'm really excited because this episode, uh, we got Ethan Payne on. We're going to hang out, and we're going to talk, and, uh, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a great time. I've been following this guy for a few years now, and uh, he's 18 years old. And I will tell you that um, I honestly thought he was 18 years old three years ago. So it's awesome to have him here. It's awesome to hang out with him, and uh, I'm just excited. So, Ethan, thanks for coming to hang. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me, dude. It's been, it's been a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. <laughs> We've been going back and forth. We've been going back and forth. I had a problem. He had a problem. I had to reschedule. He had to reschedule. But now here we are. It's all right. We did it. <laughs> we, we did it. We did it. So, uh, like I said, you're 18 years old, and um, you got a a a. For for those of you who who don't know Ethan, um, you got a pretty pretty uh, inspiring story. You have a pretty um, lengthy story, if if that's uh, lack of a better term. You've done a lot of things in your short career, and um, you know it. it it has all led you to a point where I think um, you're going to succeed. So uh, if you want to kind of just maybe go into to that background and that backstory and kind of uh, how you started in music and, and, and why you are where you're sitting today, um, you know, just kind of go that way and then we'll see where this goes. Yeah. So when I was um, 18 months old, I was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, which is a lung disease. And then um, I honestly didn't even know what it was until I was like probably 10 or 11 and I knew that I had to go to the doctor every now and then and actually um I haven't been going to the doctor as much because I haven't had to I'm on this new medicine called Trikafta which kind of it helps CF and kind of prolongs your life really and um so when I was 13 years old I had been talking about like meeting a bunch of artists and I don't know. I just, I've always loved music. My grandma got me my first guitar when I was eight. And um, ever since then, I was like, I just picked it up and started playing it. And kind of, I took lessons for a year, actually. And it kind of just taught me the basics, like G chord or D chord and kind of like some hammer on chords, something that, that I probably wouldn't have been able to learn on my own. But then after that year, I've been playing by myself ever since and kind of teaching myself new things. And um, so, 13 14 came around and I was like you know what I want to meet Jason Aldean well we never did get to get in touch with um Broken Bow or um his management because he was that 2014 to 2015 and 2013 like all those years for these artists were massive years and they were bro country yeah they were they were breaking through with all this crazy stuff and so we waited until um 20 like middle of 2015, I had to put in a wish. I was like, you know, what? I'll meet, I want to, I want to meet Luke Bryan and just, and just, and, and show him that I can sing and whatever. Yeah. So five months later, like wishes are not supposed to happen this quick. Five <laughs> months later, we flew out to Dallas, Texas. And um, I actually, we got to do a, a lot more cool stuff. They gave me like a thousand dollar spending spree at a mall. So I went and I went and used that. Um, and then uh, we went to a, like a medieval times thing, which is pretty cool. cool. Um, and I felt at home there because like they make you eat with your hands. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, and then that Saturday, it was a Friday or Saturday, um, October the 23rd was the day that it happened. Um, they 
put us over to the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. And keep in mind, like, I was only supposed to meet him, like, but me being the 13-year-old I was, I was telling all my friends, I was like, oh, I'm going to get to sing with him, blah, 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 blah. And, like, that was not supposed to happen. So we get back to the um, – we get back to the meet and greet, and he's – sitting over here in the middle and there's like a big line of 200 people and they put me in the back of the line so I could have more time with them at the end and he kept I had a guitar with me he kept staring at me the whole time like he kept looking back he, his, he could obviously tell his attention was not on where where it should have been right and then they, our time came around and he's like well aren't you gonna play some <laughs> and so uh, I played him do I and then I kind of told him my story and then he was like man we're gonna have to do something about this and I was like, well, what does that mean? He goes, do you know how to use in-ears? I said, yeah. <laughs> and no, and I didn't. I've never worn in-ears in my life because I was 13 years old. I, never, I didn't even know what those were. So I was just agreeing with everything. And then he was like, well, I hope you're ready to play on stage tonight because I'm going to bring you up. And I was like, what? So it's just kind of like a, it kind of like my whole life paused right there because I was like, damn, I've already told all my friends that I'm about to be singing with them and it's actually about to happen. So <laughs> now I'm about to get on stage with one of the biggest artists in country music right now. And so we, uh, he like takes care of us for the whole time. He, we, we hang out backstage. Um, and then uh, they were getting, they were getting um, the guitar ready for me. They were getting my strap right. And then um, we kind of just hung out on the side stage and watched him play. And then um, I think, he brought he brought Chris Stapleton out, which is cool. I got to hang out with Chris Stapleton. I got to hang out with um and then Carrie Carrie Edwards is his manager. She is amazing. Um, she's a really good person. So we all just got to hang out uh, on the side stage, and then um, he called me out and he did the whole. I mean, if you you can look it up on anywhere. I mean, you can. He gives this whole speech about it, and then invites me. And we do do I, and then he was like, "Well, you got anything else?" And then I remember Carrie backstage earlier was like he's not going to sing here's to the farmer because that's not his favorite song mm-hmm. and i yes so i sang here's to the farmer and totally messed up the second chorus i forgot all the words thank god he because i forgot them and that was pretty embarrassing in front of fifty thousand people but <laughs> you're 13 whole, no no one bad and i yeah, you're 13 years old oh, we, get, we make it through um we make it through the song and then um he gives me his like baby his guitar yeah and that's first show guitar and it was a surreal experience because he had written a lot of cool songs and if you look i took it to um i took it somewhere to like get the background on the story like where it was bought and how it was bought and what mm-hmm. year it was bought in 2007 it was bought brand new so 2007 was like when the all my friends album came out and everything so i know from then there were some really cool songs written on it so that's why that guitar means so much to me it's just got a lot of history behind it but um looking back now um on that night it's just right now it's embarrassing for me to watch because my voice obviously <laughs> and I, my, my haircut was like <laughs> awful i did not know what I was doing um but i don't know now i've kind of just like chill out about that kind of stuff so yeah yeah and and at 13 there's a lot of things that like, forget in the chorus who cares right yeah like we all have bad haircuts at 13 you should see what my hair look like at 13 look at this i have all this hair now at 13 i had I had a cowlick in the front of my head and I had a cowlick <laughs> in the back of my head and it would like stick up back here and it would stick up up here. It was a mess. All right. But you know, we all go through aqua phases, right? Dude? I mean, that's how it is. But and that um, was it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that is, that's amazing. And I mean, like the, you know, the, the fact that you get to, well, that, that uh, 
you've overcome so much and, 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 you know, that you don't let CF define you too, is, is, is a big thing. I feel like that's, that's, that, that is a, um, you know, when people go through things, like, especially things like that, of that severity, you know, sometimes you, they get stuck in the mud because of it. And, and, and I think it is great that, that you haven't, and that you've, that you've, you know, kind of flourished off of, um, something that, you know, it may not be the best scenario ever, ever, but you're making the best of it. And, you know, you're, you're, you're capitalizing on it and, um, you know, you're doing great and your voice is fantastic. And, um, you know, it's, it has matured so much since that 13 year old kid got up there and sung with Luke Bryan. I mean, it's matured so much since you went on idol too. So, um, you know, another thing that was just, I, I feel like the one thing that I've learned is like, it's, it's so fun. Like learning this at a young age is great because I, would like to speak for older people who still don't know this is like you have got to put yourself in situations that you're uncomfortable with or mm-hmm. you have to like I know just up to a couple of months ago like I would much rather be home in Georgia than be in Nashville but ever since like this new year started I moved into a new house I mean I've kind of like revamped everything I'm, we, yeah. moved, we were 25 minutes away um, we were living in White's Creek and now we're living downtown um, but Dude, like, it's just amazing. If you put yourself in some of these places and some situations, it's amazing what will turn out. Like this yeah. past, um, actually two days ago, we went to a, a writer's round um, and it was our friend Chase Irwin was hosting it. And we knew, I knew um, a couple of the writers there and Craig Campbell and Tyler Farr played mm-hmm. that night. And um, Taylor Phillips, he was the one who was kind of hosting the round and kind of invited everybody out. And we were sitting side stage um, and he looked down and he was like, man, you know how to play guitar? Because he had he had remembered me from a video that I did a while ago where I like changed outfits like with this like kick and it like changed the car and the truck. It was cool. It was a cool video. And he had remembered me. And um, he was like, yeah, you know how to play guitar? I was like, yeah. He goes, all right, well, Randy, how's are supposed to get up here? So whenever Randy gets down, I'm going to put you up here with Craig and Tyler. I was like, what? <laughs> It's like no freaking way. So I go to the bathroom and I have to collect myself because I'm just like shocked. As you should. Yeah. So we get up there and we play. Um, I play my song Blind Man and I kind of closed out the night. Um, and Craig looked over at me. He was like, man, he said, way to represent Georgia, man. I want you to hit me up on social media tomorrow. We're going to get something going here. Mm-hmm. And I, So we got just a lot of cool things have happened this year. And, and the first and- you and you have to think about it too, like Ethan. You got to think about it like this, buddy. It's like a, you were saying how how you would much rather be, you know, a year ago you much rather be in Georgia than you would in Nashville, right? And like and like all these things that are happening to you, and you're like taking risks, and making yourself comfortable in uncomfortable situations, and that's so yeah. important because, like you said, and like we've been saying, you're 18 years old. As an 18 year old guy, technically, well, not te- as an 18 year old guy, a lot of the people you're surrounding with are definitely older than you. Am I wrong? Yeah, I agree. So that that's part of it too. And yeah, so that's been like the hardest thing for me is to like figure out what group I'm wanting to go for, like what group I want to go with. Do I want to stick with older people, which I, I love hanging out with older people, yeah, but you know, matter. I, yeah, I'll like bring myself back down to that homebody person that I am. And I like to hang out with people my age. And you know, that's, it's really hard to find up here is because there's not a lot of people doing it our yeah. age. They're yeah, always, yeah. they're scared. There's a lot of people that are scared yeah. and I, I'm still, I'm still scared. I'm still scared. You never know what's going to happen next. And that's like, no. I like the drive for me. That's the, that's the fun part is the not knowing what's next. Right. And that's so important. Like that, like you, you don't know what's going to happen next. And that's how I think everyone should live. That's how I live mine. That's how you live yours. Like you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, 
So you might as well take your risk and do it. Will we be sitting here if I was nervous about, about, you know, talking to random people I've never met before or said, Hey, like, no, would we not at all. Right. But you know, a year and a half later, here we are. So like, that's the most important thing. And, and, and I think that, that your drive and your will to not give in to the fear, like Mr. Miyagi, you ever see the karate kid, Mr. Miyagi says, you know, Daniel son, don't give in to fear. Just don't give in to fear like that. That's like, that is so important. Don't let your fear kind of, kind of, you know, take, take, like, don't take a back seat because your fear is in the driver's seat. Like, you know, switch it, put the fear in the back seat, worry about it later. And you're going to have moments when you're scared, but you know, I had a, I had a coach tell me once, well, it's your choice. You're either going to break down or you're going to break through and finish what you have to do. It's your choice yep. at the end of the day. Right. So um, I think that's great. And I think that, that, that like, like we've been saying, you know, the, your maturity is, is, is beyond your 18 years of, of life. So, um, you know, I, I think that that'll take you, um, where, where you need to go. And I, I just think it's important. Um, so, uh, let's talk about a little bit about your music here a little bit, and we'll talk, you know, we'll kind of relate that into, I don't want to, you know, milk the idol train here too much. Um, cause yeah. I, but, but I think that the, it is a good, um, I think, know, it's I think it's a good timeline for in purposes of music. It's a good way to, I've heard- people you know shun american idol but it's like honestly if it wasn't for american idol i would have missed so many opportunities in my life that have already happened like it it obviously it got my fan base going mm-hmm. um and it opened a lot of doors for me it just puts another title on you i mean it makes you it makes you get paid a little bit more too which yeah. is <laughs> real good for bills and stuff but you know um just the experience, you know, getting to be on TV and meeting a lot of these people. I get your name out there, right? Isn't that so important too? Oh, yeah. Why we use the platform, you know, you don't expect to win American Idol, but I know a lot of people that were in the top 10 who still didn't get as much as, as I did or as another girl that I know that was on the same season as me, you know? Because some people, if the right person's watching, right? Like if the right person's watching, they say, oh, this kid has so much potential. I want to know who he is. Right. He's yep. well, you were, you were 15 when you went on. Am I right there? Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, this kid that goes on American Idol and then they say, Oh, like this kid has so much potential. I want to know who he is. Doesn't mean you were the best to go on the show. Just no, it, you know, it's really cool to me that after that night, um, I was wearing a Vineyard Vine shirt and you could not even, that you couldn't even see it. And they were talking about how they didn't want you to wear branded mm-hmm. logo. And I think it was for this reason because the whale on my shirt was pretty small. So they didn't cover it up. But what they didn't know is when they had like a panoramic shot that came through, I, I, the, the owner of Inner Vines was watching my idol audition and DM me the next day and was like, hey, whatever you want, we've got you for a while. So I was like, all right. Oh, no way. That's cool. Because this is my favorite brand. I, I love their shirts. So then they hit me up and we kind of got to do something with them. I got to do something with Curology, um, which was like a facial thing. You know, it's just all like the all the stuff that happens after idol that people don't really see is what's really cool. It's when people start coming around and they like want to help you out. And yeah. Get- I feel like also that the, the good thing about idol is your personality shines through. Like if like not for nothing, like if you're on idol and, you, and you're the best and you act like you're the best or you're, or you're a dick or, you know, and people, people could tell like that is a, that is a thing that people could tell. Obviously that is not you. And we know that. And I know that just by sitting here. If I, if I, if I thought that you were a dick, I would have known the five minutes, first five minutes I was talking to you. Um, but, but um, I think that goes a long way. And I think it goes a long way with people who, who have businesses and brands and, 
And there, you're right. The all these all these thing competition shows. Sometimes you don't have to win to be successful, and you don't have to even make it. You don't have to make it to the finals to be successful. So, um, you know, it's it's a great tool. It's a great tool, and like you said, you know, it's it's opened up so many doors for you, and you put out so much music afterwards, probably because of the 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 fire that was lit on you after. Yeah, my my big thing with these competition shows, like, look at Morgan. He went on The Voice, and I don't know how far he made it. I think he made it to knockout rounds, and they cut him. And yeah. you go back and watch his interviews. Blake Shelton's like, man, The Voice really screwed up. The yeah. Voice really screwed Because he's like, the, I mean, he is the biggest name in country music right now. Oh, my for God. Sure. Oh, my God. Yeah. He, and it, he's, he's competing with himself in all of the charts. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it'll probably be like that for the rest of his life, honestly. But, and the, great, the coolest part about that, too, is like whether you like it or not, Here's the thing, whether you like it or not, and I'm not saying I like it all. I love, absolutely love the Dangerous Record. Love it. I think it is fantastic. From one to 32, I think it is absolutely fantastic. And no one will change my mind. There's not a bad song on that album. I'm also not yeah. saying, like, he's he is not my, like, like I know that there are some, like, crazy Morgan Wallen fans, right? That is true. I am not a crazy, I love Morgan Wallen, but I, there are people that I love more than I love Morgan Wallen, right? So yeah. I love that album. I think he's fantastic. I think he's a fantastic songwriter, but there's just other people I like. But the one thing about Morgan Wallen that I think is absolutely incredible, whether you like it or not, is he will dip his toes and take risks in other genres. And it will still be considered country music because he's on it and he's got a country country part of, of the song. Right. So like whether you love it or hate it, and I'm not even saying, bro, I don't even honestly, I'm sitting here and tell you, I am not a fan of Broadway girls. I think it is a fantastic song, but I just don't like, I can't really get in and I've never been able to get into rap music. And it is the only thing. And I, I go in there with an open mind. Like I've listened to it and I just, it's just not my thing, but I think it's fantastic and absolutely transcending. And it's going to open It's gonna, literally going to open up a whole floodgate for him to go and hit something else. Right. So it's great. I think it's really cool. Another one with a big rapper right now. He just released that little clip, a little yeah. snippet yesterday. Was it was it Moneybag? Uh, yeah, it was Moneybag. Yo, yeah, yeah. No, you're you're totally right. Like he he can literally hit all all. Like he started out like small with like a Diplo kind of deal, and then now he's like kind of you know making waves and trying to see what else he can do. But it's crazy because this is how this is how versatile the man is. I I I put out a TikTok like few probably like I don't know like two weeks ago. And if you're listening, you want to go follow me. It's K Corp 100. Subtle plug. I post dumb stuff on there, but you know, it is what it is. Um, and I said, there's two types of people in, in a long car. ride. there's two types of people, the ones that listen to Broadway girls and the ones that listen to flower shops or you're both, you're somewhere in the middle. I'm definitely on the flower shops and my brother's definitely on the Broadway girls end. And there's, and we both listen to the same type of music. He just thinks this is better than he thinks this is. And I'm a sad boy at heart and think that, uh, you know, the ballads are more my thing. So like the versatility is insane. And I think that a lot of people are pushing for that. I, I agree. I, I'm in the middle um, with listening. Now putting out, I'm definitely not opposed to having something like that later on in my career. But right now I still want to stick to what I what I do. But I, I like to be sad boy too. I, you know, most of my songs are sad, which that's, that's one thing that I've struggled with is like writing some cool upbeat. But I mean, I've got some cool upbeat but right. they're still a broken heart, which is perfectly fine. But, yeah. <laughs> but most of the song, like as a songwriter, I tend to find the stuff that I'm going to put out is something that can easily be remembered, easily be sang. Like it, you never, you never think 
like when when someone puts like something out in too high of a key they're like well the producer even that's what that's what just happened yesterday when i went in the studio he was like yeah you're gonna want to sing this in this key because this is gonna be a, this is a great key for your voice and it's also gonna be something that everybody can sing along to you don't want to go too high to where they're like feeling awkward singing yeah you know um and it's it's just so crazy like how everything all comes together just for one release of a song like yeah. it it really is it is it, it's nuts and i think that the what i what i was also going to touch on here and and you touched on it which was important is that um later on in your career is when you can if you want to take those you know bridge gap bridge like closing the gap with a bridge kind of deal you know what i'm trying to say risks you can do that you know wallen had to do the sleeveless flannel and mullet for a few years um and if you've noticed, he's done that less. And now he's kind of just wearing jeans, a t-shirt and, uh, and, and a hat up there. Um, so, you know, you got to take that. You got to take those risks, but you got to pay your dues for you can take those risks. if That's what you want to do. Now, when it comes to the sad music, I see nothing wrong with that at all. That is the yep. greatest thing I've heard. <laughs> I love the sad music. That's what the blind man song, man. It was yeah. uh, ah, that's such a powerful lyric song. It's simple, but it's like gut-wrenching for sure absolutely so let's go let's go into that let's go into that why not because i was gonna i was gonna kind of touch on that too so so uh it's called blind man it came out a not too long ago fantastic song um doing very well streaming wise uh you wrote it with uh bryce mall and john what am i correct yeah two buddies of mine great guys uh great song not surprised you guys were able to pump that one out deep song um yeah. heavy heavy lyric wise talk about it break it down let's talk about it it's fantastic so um, growing up, I kind of like, my parents were divorced, obviously. Um, and then right around the Luke Bryan thing, uh, my dad started coming back into my life and then kind of like disappeared for a little bit after that was like still on. And then the American Idol thing came around and then everything started blowing up for me. And then that's when he was like, he latched on. So then, um, you know, I kind of noticed it, you know, I don't ever really talk about it, but, um, throughout the years he stuck around. Um, and actually this past year he had moved back to Georgia. And, um, so this song, um, this song popped up and I was like, you know what, there's this, I walked in and I was like, Bryce, and I said, I said, I got this idea, dude. Um, I, I need, I want to write a song for all the kids out there who kind of have grown up without a dad or, um, grew up without a mom because it can i mean honestly it can go both ways when you say blind man like it's not it's not saying it's not about a blind man like it's saying why are you so blind man like why are you blind? why are you why were you blind to your kids why are you blind to your wife why, why were you blind to anything in your life that was golden for you you know mm-hmm. um and that's like the three as a dad that's like the three main things is your kid your wife and your family like and so i think my dad kind of lost all of that. And then there was a situation that happened um, about a year ago that triggered me to like drop the song. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to put it out. And um, I put it, I put it out on Father's Day, actually, which was a pretty cool story. Um, put it out on Father's Day and um, it got on a big playlist um, and it kind of opened some doors for me with that as well. Um, and this, the song kind of speaks for itself. So if y'all want to go listen, it's on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, yeah. whatever. But it's fantastic. Um, it, it's one of those songs we've been talking about all day here. We've been talking about sad songs and 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 um, songs lyrically that we really want to uh, to kind of mean something to a lot of people. And this is definitely one of those songs. Um, 
you know, you kind of listen to it and you realize why you love music and, and it's an outlet for people to kind of express themselves and say things, put things on paper and say things in song. That they probably wouldn't necessarily say to the guy walking down the street, just, you know, just because. So, um, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's a song like that. And it's a, if you are, if you are a fan of music and you are a fan of country music and you're a fan of great writing, just go listen to it. Just go listen to it. Trust me. It's not going to disappoint you. You'll, you'll, figured- you'll be happy listening to it. My my favorite line of that song is, um, gosh, I'm trying to figure out like my, the, I think the my favorite line in that song is the little boy in me could never understand why my other shoes are my old man. I think that is such that's like right or that's like right before that title comes out, mm-hmm. but it's like that's that to me every time I sing it is like the gut wrenching feeling that I get. So that's a line. That's a great line. That is a fantastic it's, line. It's to the point, but it's like a lot. It's heavy yeah. and deep. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Everybody, just go listen to it. Go 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 stream it. Go share it. Like I say each week, go stream it. Go share it. Go love it. Do all the great things we do each week. So, um, you know, go 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 share it with your friends. Put it on a playlist. Uh, share it with uh, your grandma. Share it with the random person walking down the street. Doesn't matter. Just go just go share it. Go play it. And uh, it's fantastic. Trust me. Um, so why don't we, uh, I want to, I want to top it off like this here. So we were talking about earlier that you, that you were writing with some, some pretty, um, you know, uh, credible songwriters, um, you know, in in the past and and you do, and, and some that are significantly, uh, older than you and, uh, and, and older than me. And, uh, we were talking about how, uh, the thought process, um, between you as an 18 year old and someone like Ken Blasey, who's, you know, done it all. Uh, it's completely different. And I, I, I'm just interested to kind of um, pick your brain on that and see and see where that where that lies and, and how that experience was like for you and, and what it's like sitting in there with guys that have written some of the songs you grew up listening to and 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 things of that nature, because that's awesome. That's got to be awesome. And also incredibly intimidating. Yeah. So there's like a fine line between obviously younger songwriters and older songwriters. Mm-hmm. Um, they have more. I feel like they have older songwriters who are hit songwriters have more credibility, but I feel like they tend to lose the, what market is now. Um, Like us younger guys, we already, we have, we have short words for words that they use now. You know, it's, um, I can't even think of an example. It's just like some of the stuff that, some of the stuff that the older guys try to use is just not, it's, it's not, where we are anymore i guess as a day as a time in life you know um with just some of the stuff that they say versus some of the stuff our generation says right Um, and i feel like sometimes when you get a song it like misses it misses what everybody's wanting now i mean if you're gonna write for like let's just say my i was checking yesterday my discography on spotify now for music is like anywhere from 18 to 35 and honestly up and right into the mid 40s too and I know a lot of 40 year olds who use words that we use, yeah. but it's like 50. It's like, what is that? What is that? Like, blah, 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 blah. And, he, and I think sometimes when you're writing with older guys, you miss that, you miss that mark. Yeah. Um, with, but that's why, I mean, none of my friends write with guys that are older than 50. Um, but if you're looking for, I mean, if you're, that's, so I wrote this song, what grandpa's before. And it's honestly one of my favorite songs that I've ever written. It's, lyrically great and melody with the guitar is ridiculous and i actually wrote it with danny Mark and kent blazy and it turned out to be a <laughs> turned out to be a banger 
Like yeah. it's it's such a cool song. But then you get uh, you get this song called Made It Out of Georgia. You get Blind Man. Um, I wrote this song called That Girl. I wrote that with Cole Taylor. It's just a, a little love song. Um, and then I wrote a song All That I Need. And it's just talking about everything that I need. And then it taglines to All That I Need Is You, which yeah. is talking about talking about this random girl. I wrote, I wrote that with um, uh, Tyler Reeve and Thomas Archer. And there, it's just, you know, when you walk into a room and they start, they start spitting out stuff, spitting out stuff. Like when you write with these kind of guys, you know, you're going to come out with a good song. And there's yeah. Yeah. no doubt That's, about it. See, see, I think, I think it's just the type of song that you're looking for. And I think that that kind of depends on who you want to write with. Cause like, you know, yeah. the song you wrote with, with uh ken dan like that's 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 probably more up their alley than a yeah. than a blind man right like that than that kind of deal um or like a typical love song so um i just think it's cool that you get to have those experiences and kind of get to 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 break down and 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 kind of get to play both playing fields you get to hang you get to hang out and write with some legends and you get to kind of um break in with a new talent too which i think is awesome and i think that um it'll take you far and it'll it'll allow you to put out some uh, some some really great songs. Pick the brain to both sides, right? So um, I think that's really cool. I just wanted to hear about what your thoughts on that and um, kind of how that how that goes and how that goes about and if it was an intimidating thing or not. Because I always say when you're co-writing, especially with uh, you know people who have uh, who have done a lot. Um, the, my example is when I was in school and a professor or teacher would say, yeah, you got to do like a group project. And I'd be like afraid to put out my ideas because I would not want to want someone to shut it down and tell me I was dumb. Right. So <laughs> that's so one thing. Stay quiet. I, and I do it myself. Like once I felt like, and I didn't do it until, until it happened to me. Um, and I was okay with it because I, I, I brought up an idea one time and they, and um, I forget who I was right with and they just like completely shut it down. I was like, you know what? Okay. But then I realized after we had wrote the song, I was like, well, thank God that they said that because <laughs> never got a song if we would have went with my idea. We might have, but it might, it might have been not as good. Yeah. And so that's one thing that I've realized, like whenever I'm in a room and someone puts out an idea and I just, like, I don't, and I have, and I have a really bad poker face. So like, if I don't, if I don't like something, you're going to know that I don't like it. And that's just unapologetic, unapologetically who I am. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm like, you know what? That's a great idea but I think we're missing the point on what we're trying to get. Right. And I think that's, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it's just constructive criticism. Like yeah. it's just looking out for everybody in the room. Like we want to get a good song, but maybe that's just not the right idea right now. You know? Yeah. I think, I think you're hundred percent right. And I think that it also comes with just, just writing more and more and you're going to, you're going to see what you like and what you don't like. And it's just going to, it's just how it is. That's, that's, you know, you're not going to like everything. That's, that's not the point. The point is not to like everything because if you like everything, then you might be doing something wrong. So, so, you know, kind of just, you know, do it your way. And that's how I always say, you know, you know, live it your way and do it your way and how you want to do it. And, and it'll go farther if you do it that way, than if you kind of just do it to do it, you know what I'm saying? Um, Ethan, dude, thanks for coming to hang out with me, man. I really yeah. appreciate it. It was great. It's great hearing your stories and, 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 and kind of getting to know you as a, uh, as a young man there and seeing what you kind of got coming up the pipe. And, uh, it's just really exciting. So, so I, I appreciate you coming to hang with me for a little bit here. And I appreciate, um, you getting to talk about some things that, that, uh, may not be the most fun, but you're making the best of each situation and your, and your, uh, your, your maturity, like I've been saying, and, and your, and your drive is, uh, is inspiring and it'll take you far in life. So I appreciate it. And I wish you all the best. Thank you. Heck yeah, man. Thank you. Of course. Of course. Everybody you can go follow Ethan on uh, Instagram at Ethan Payne Music, all one word, and uh, go stream all his music. Uh, Blind Man is out now, uh, along with um, many, of, many other of his releases. And you can go stream wherever you listen to music, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, wherever. 
just go listen to them, go stream them, go share them, do all the great things like I've been saying, and I will keep saying, this is another episode of the Member Country Music Podcast. Remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars. You love the episode and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes come out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. As always, I'm Kyle Corbus. That's Ethan Payne. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. Thank you.